The Pittsburgh Steelers have their offensive coordinator in Arthur Smith. Was it the right hire for the quarterback situation they have? We talk about that, the Senior Bowl, and a lot more here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, with Alan Saunders from SteelersNow.com. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find the show on your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoy it. Subscribe to this YouTube channel to get all of your daily Monday through Friday episodes as well as our bonus content. We thank you for making us your first listen every day because we're your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel Sportsbook, the number one sportsbook in America. Make every moment more uh, with right now. New customers get $200 back in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more hits. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. As of before, we're joined by Alan Saunders. He's of SteelersNow.com, and he's in a hotel. No, excuse me, an Airbnb, does it look like? Is that Airbnb or a hotel in, Mo- in Mobile, Alabama? It be a little house down here, yeah. yeah the, the, it, 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 it looks nice and cozy for you out there. We'll get to the Senior Bowl in a bit, but I, I can't imagine your situation. We were texting while you were driving back, and I was like, oh, we'll, 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 have, we'll wait another day so that you're not driving in the dark and podcasting at the same time. And then you wake up, you're like, oh, I'm in Moby, I get to Senior Bowl. And all of a sudden, Steelers have hired Arthur Smith. And everyone's like, what in the world? When did this happen? This had to be a crazy thing. But I want to get, Alan, your initial response and, and where you've kind of, where you're kind of at in your mind about not just the decision itself, but how everything's led up to this. I was really mad at myself because uh, I was, we talked to Art Rooney on Monday. And I was sitting there in the press room at the Steelers facility talking to um, Noah Strachan, who's Sports Illustrated, and I said, they're going to hire Arthur Smith tomorrow or while I'm going at the Senior Bowl, and I should <laughs> rewrite it right now because, like, I, I know it. they're going to – like, just listening to all the words that Art said, like, it, it was just like, here's the argument for hiring Arthur Smith. Like, here's like he was making, like, you know, talking about being able to make um, – you know, the most out of the pieces they have and talked about experience. And I'm just like, yeah, they're hiring Arthur Smith, like clearly. And then I didn't listen to my own advice and pre-write the story, drove 14 hours to Mobile since that conversation with Art and then Noah. And then, yeah, uh, wake up this morning thinking I'm going to go cover practice and covering an offensive coordinator hire instead. <laughs> it it was pretty crazy, but Alan Ar- Arthur Smith. I've talked about him. I did an emergency podcast episode with my initial response to it. You guys can go check that out. Uh, it came out during the day on Tuesday, um, and, and we've talked about him a little bit before because he had been interviewed and we had been been aware of it. You know, but I think the big question is for Arthur Smith: Which Arthur Smith are the Steelers getting? Are they getting the Falcons, you know, head coach guy who you know couldn't get that offense to hum in any way? Had a lot of playmakers. They didn't manifest into you know any any major results. Or are they getting the 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 one that was really good for the Titans a few years ago, where their run game surged and then everything fed off of that um, and and kept that offense going? Do you think that the that there's a, there's a good chance that he can get more? He can be more like do do more of the things that he did for Tennessee, or are we going to see problems uh, with what he has in Atlanta? I think that I, I think that the Steelers will get more of the Tennessee version of Arthur Smith. I think the Steelers 
just as an organization or more philosophically aligned with what he wants to do, what he mm. has done. I think their personnel fits it better. You know, like, I think we all think that, like, French diet, you know, f- f- French French cuisine is better than, like, you know, hot dogs on the grill. Um, but if I give my uncle the ingredients to make French cuisine, he's going to screw it up. You know, and, and so like, I think you sometimes need to feed the people some hot dogs. And like, this is not a fancy offense. It's not a no. sophisticated offense, but it has been an effective offense. I'll tell you what, hot summer day, hot dog after grill slaps. So like, I think that that's kind of where the Steelers are in that it is not necessarily an attempt at, you know, reinventing the wheel or, or breaking new ground in terms of what's been done. Uh, in the league offensively, but it does seem like an offense that should work with what they have. I think, again, the way that he made things work, and some people were saying, oh, well, he just handed the ball off to Derrick Henry. That's not that hard. Well, you know what? Derrick Henry was averaging 66 yards a game when Arthur Smith arrived. All of a sudden, he averaged over 100 in his first year first year with Arthur Smith and then 126 with his second year. And those those years he led the NFL also averaged 5 yards per carry in, in those game in those uh in those games. Uh in all that time, those are the best years of Derrick Henry's career. Those are the things that were the building blocks. He had touchdowns of 17 and 16 in each of those years. Most he's ever had elsewhere is is 13 touchdowns, and it's it's not it's not even close to that. So I look at that. Arthur Smith maximized, I think, with the the value and what you could get out of Derrick Henry, and in doing so, also maximized Ryan Tannehill, who was a quarterback much like Kenny Pickett was a first round draft pick. Everyone's left for dead, and I'm not saying he's going to revitalize Kenny Pickett's career, but he had. There were people talking at some points about Ryan Tannehill being in the in the the MVP conversation, and I mean, like that was always ridiculous. Even I was back then. I was like, okay, everybody, calm the heck down. We just look, we need things. But if you could get Kenny Pickett to even be thought of to be potentially in that conversation, you have this this team becomes so much more dangerous because you'll have the playmakers. I think they're going to be investing more in the offensive line to make that a more dominant unit. You'll still have the defense, and if the defense is still a top ten unit in scoring like the way the way it was this year with a more efficient offense that is a very competitive football team yeah, i think the uh you know not like derrick henry wasn't good before arthur smith but they scored more with him like they, yeah. they turned having derrick henry into more points for the Tennessee titans that's the whole object of the offense i mean that, that's that's the whole thing that's all there is and and so i think that's um what you can think and, and look i i it drives me nuts people discount this because oh we had had you had uh, Derrick Henry. It's like, who has a better running back situation than the Pittsburgh Steelers right now? Like, who who's trading their running backs? For, who are instead of trading their running backs for? I mean, like, you know, McCaffrey's really good, but I, you know, one two, I, I like the Steelers there. Maybe Mostert and Kane. I don't know. Like that, that they're up there. Like that, Gibbs and uh, um, Montgomery. Yeah, Montgomery and, and Detroit. But like, yeah, the Steelers are right there. Like they have a very good group of running backs, and like the. They've had some success running already. I think this is a pretty, like, this is the perfect situation for Arthur Smith to land into. Like, if you're talking about, like, after he lost that job, where could he go if he wants to get back to it in his career? Like, this is perfect. You have a team with a general manager and an assistant general manager that are perfectly happy with focusing on the trenches. Uh, You have an organization that's perfectly happy being built on the running game and defense. And you have the pieces, some of the pieces, that have a dominant running game already. I, it just seems to fit. 
I, I think it's, it is a fit for a lot of reasons there. And again, Tannehill in those offenses, those two years, sure, the passing yards in total were down, but he was average. He, he the yards per attempt average was seventh best in the NFL for the, for the Titans in those years. They were efficient in throwing the ball because they were a deep passing attack, and that's what you want with this Steelers team. Now, I want to get Tyler Rowland's thoughts here because he's the he's our locked on Titans guy. We've had him on the show before. I want to get his thoughts here on Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith is a good offensive coordinator, but it may foreshadow a tough pill to swallow for Steelers fans. My name's Tyler Rowland, host of the Locked On Titans podcast. I'll start with the good. Look, Arthur Smith is going to maximize the run game. If you have bad quarterback play, he's going to be able to use the play-action pass game off of that to create some explosive plays in the pass game, which will be important for a Steelers team that has struggled in that area. But on the flip side of things, the Steelers already had a pretty good run game, so trying to maximize that even more is confusing. And to me, this is an admission by the Steelers that we're going to have crappy quarterback play, and you're looking for someone who can get the best out of crappy quarterbacks, whether it be Kenny Pickett or whether it be a veteran that they sign in free agency. Also, Arthur Smith is known for not forcing the ball to his playmakers. A.J. Brown was critically underused. So with the wide receiver weapons the Steelers have, this is a little bit of a confusing hire. So Tyler, with his thoughts there, my, my first reaction is, listen, I, I hear you on the the, the, the crappy quarterback play. They, the Steelers didn't go get a quarterback whisperer for Kenny Pickett. They went and got a guy who was going to specialize this offense to make it what it was supposed to be this year, which is a run-dominant offense that then passed the ball and was efficient ar- around that. And I think that's still what you want to do for this offense until Kenny Pickett shows you he can be more than a late game manager, let alone, let alone a game manager, but just a late game manager. You need to kind of invest that way. Uh, but Alan, what were your thoughts here in title there, especially on the part of, you know, maybe not getting it to teams playmakers like AJ Brown, not getting it. George Pickens, you got to get him the ball somehow. Do you foresee that being a real problem? No, um, because uh, it's what you said. It may not be volume, but it's going to be impact. Like, mm. and George Pick, that's George Pickens anyway. Like, if he's averaging 15 yards of reception, how many does he need to have a big game? Oh, six. Good point. Like, that, like that's it. Like, that, and that's if, if you're going to run the ball successfully and you're going to run play action, and you're going to take deep shots and you're going to connect on them because you're going to get guys open because of the run, then you don't need to, th- they don't need a ton of targets to be productive. I think a guy like Deontay Johnson will be hurt by his scheme, right? I mean, Deontay Johnson. What he does is like that rhythm underneath passing, right? That that's like what he's good at. He's always open, and so I, I think he will will, will not necessarily uh, be the best fit for this scheme. But George Pickens, tailor made man, like George, give George Pickens AJ Brown's 2020, 2019 and twenty twenty seasons, and I don't, I don't think you're hearing a lot of complaints. I, I hear you on that. My last thing here in the office before we move to the Senior Bowl talk. What is the ceiling of this offense? Because that's one thing we said, like, oh, this was a this was a, a high floor, low ceiling hire. We heard that a lot on, on, on Tuesday. I don't know, man. If the ceiling is number four scoring offense in the NFL like it was for the Titans, I will take that ceiling to be all seriousness. I think the ceiling could be a lot of points, but it will always be limited in its ability to score them in bunches. It will it will be like it could be a high scoring offense. You can execute this game plan and still score a lot of points. Um, and we saw it, like you said, when they were fourth in scoring uh, in Tennessee. However, it is not an offense that you can get down to touchdowns. 
You know, it, it, it is not a place where you're going right. to score quickly or score in bunches. So I do think there is a ceiling in this offense that is lower than maybe what Kansas City has, what Miami has, what Buffalo has, what, what Cincinnati has, uh, what Baltimore has, uh, what San Francisco has. Like those offenses, you know, to varying levels, do have that ability to, oh, you want to get into a back and forth between Mahomes and Allen and we're just going to score every possession in 19 seconds and do some crazy stuff in the playoffs? Like, no, that's not how it's going to go down, right? Like they can still score. Right but it's different than some of those other offenses. So I do think the ceiling is lower than some of them. But look, I mean, like I named a bunch of offenses that I really like that I think are capable of putting up points and punches. But if you go look at you know, who the best offenses are in the NFL this year by total number of points, like it's not just them. There's other teams up there. So they can score a lot of points and they can have a good offense. I just think they will have a less situationally explosive offense than some others might be. I hear you on that. We'll get more into that as as the as the offseason continues here. Lots more thoughts on Arthur Smith. But Allen's in Mobile. I want to get his thoughts on what he saw on the first day of the Senior Bowl practices. We'll do that all here on the North Shore. Excuse me, on the Locked on Steelers podcast. Stick with us. We'll be right back. But first, I want to remind you this show is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. That's what brings home the winning trophy. It's also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance with from superchargers to roof racks to exhaust kits to led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay's guaranteed fit your part your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash. With all the parts that you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay's guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers. Back here in the Locked On Steelers podcast, Chris Carter, Alan Saunders from SteelersNow.com. Alan, I want to get your thoughts on the Senior Bowl here. We saw, you know, photos and videos of Mike Tomlin being basically up in the offensive line drills uh, and, and and just basically seeing where there, were there any offensive linemen that impressed you. And it seems that we, we've seen in the past when not when when Mike when Mike Tomlin goes to the Senior to the Senior Bowl and where and when he starts looking at a specific group. Often that is the group that they are looking that they are going to pick. You saw it with Najee Harris, you saw it with Broderick Jones. You, you, you've seen it with with the, with the, with this before. It's looking like that again. But you could say there's multiple offensive linemen the Steelers could be looking at in the first round because uh, there was a center that seemed to be turning heads on on a Tuesday. Yeah, so I thought um, you know from what I saw, Tyler Guyton, uh, tackle hmm. from Oklahoma, who has not really been a guy that's maybe been talked about in that top group of tackles, I thought really impressed. And, you know, we don't have those guys here in mobile, right? Joe Alts and the old Fashionu, they're not here. And, and even like JC Lake and then Amari Smith, like the next kind of couple aren't here either. So like Guyton really looking impressive, I think starts to elevate him in that conversation, probably, you know, into the top part of the second round or, or late part of the first round. I think he's a riser for sure here. Um, there are some other guys that at tackle that I like in this, um, but, but probably not, you know, in terms of like early round one or round two. But there is an interior guy, and, and Mike Tomlin went right up to him after 
his practice session today, and that's Oregon center Jackson Powers Johnson. How about another JPJ Steelers fans? Would you that, be, that, that would up be crazy. for that? Um, uh, he is very athletic. He is physically dominant. I, I think he really is kind of the total package in terms of a center. And I'm, you know, he, he's the only one of these guys that's working here, right? Zach Frazier from West Virginia, who I really love. Uh, you know, uh, still recovering from a broken leg, not not participating in this part of the draft prep. Cedric Van Perian from Georgia also pulled out. I believe he had some kind of soft tissue injury that he got in training. And so uh, those guys not being here really lets Jackson Powers Johnson kind of have the floor to himself. And, man, I feel like he really took advantage. That's That's got to be huge for the Steelers now. I saw some rumblings of the potential of Jackson Powers Johnson rising up the ranks far enough that he could be a first round pick and maybe even being worth the Steelers taking him at 20. Do you see that kind of rise happening? Because we know centers aren't usually valued that high unless they're like superstar centers. Yeah. I have a hard time seeing him being a real option for the Steelers at 20. I can see him getting into the end of the first round. I could see him being a trade back option for the Steelers if they mm. want to move back into the later part of the first round. Um, and I think that between um, Powers Johnson and Frazier, um, Graham Barton, who played tackle at Duke, uh, is also the center of the NFL. Yeah. Uh, he's in there. And then Van Pran. Like, I think you have probably four guys that are going to go on the first two days. Van Pran maybe fall into the fourth round with his injury here. But um, – you know, I think those – and I think they're all like rookie starter potential guys. Like, it, mm. it's a really, really good center group. And so, like, oftentimes when you see that one center that rises way up the board, it's because he's the only one. I think that there's a bunch of them. Um, yeah, the positional value is not great for center. We, we don't talk about it maybe necessarily as much as we talk about like wing back or something like that, but it's not right. you know, like interior offensive line is not generally a place teams want to go in the first round, unless you're getting a kind of perennial pro bowl kind of player in general. And then I think just the, the number of them means that if I was the Steelers, I think I'd be focused on that more in terms of a second round pick than a first round pick or a trade back option, uh, because I think there's other places that are a little bit thinner that they have big needs too that, are more traditional first round pick positional values. I hear you on that. And that brings up where tackles could, could come into play here. And Guyton's a guy now that is starting to get first round attractions. I think a lot of people, when they were starting to, you know, before the draft process, you know, was when we were at least talking about the draft and we were still talking about the season. I think a lot of people that were looking early were saying, yeah, you know, maybe JC Latham out of Alabama, maybe a Marius Mims out of Georgia. But Guyton looks like he's pushing himself into that conversation here. This this could be a situation where the Steelers need to double up on, on the offensive line in, with their with their early picks, uh, maybe getting a tackle and a center and a tackle in the first round. That is the value that that, that, that is projected. That's what yeah. they did with Roderick Jones la last year. Uh, what did you see out of Guyton and maybe any other tackles that, that caught your eye? Guyton was the guy for me that was the big riser here. But Taliesi Fuaga out of Oregon State is just mm. a beast, man. He's he's you know a nasty. Uh, nasty kind of player, a very Steelers kind of player. Um, I'm not sure, you know, I haven't really gotten into like the sort of fine detail work at, at this point of, of the draft prep, but it's it's mostly about impressions. And my impression of him is just strong, physical, tough. And, uh, you know, I think he's a guy that is probably 
ahead of where the Steelers are going to pick, you know, probably going to get drafted in the teens somewhere. And so I haven't really been like super focused on him for the Steelers, but um, you know, I think it's looking likely that one of this top group of tackles will be available for them at 20. Uh, And if Tyler Guyton can, can get himself into that top group, then whether it's him or someone else falling, I think it starts to look really promising for the Steelers to be able to land a, a really a top tackle uh, at number 20. I, I think it's really looking pretty good for them in the early part of this draft process. Certainly could be interesting to see if they back-to-back years, first-round picks at offensive tackle. I, I didn't even think to look to look this up. Have they ever done that before? I'm not sure if they have. Going back-to-back at tackle specifically? I remember in uh, – they went back to back at wide receiver, right? Took Troy Edwards and uh, Plexico Burris. Plexico Burris second years. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I, I can't remember if they've done it at tackle. I'm doing a quick scroll here. They haven't even done it for offensive line, at least during the Tomlin era. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I really think, think Burris and Edwards is the first time it would have been the same position back to back would be the last time they did that. And I'm struggling to think of, of when they would have done it before that. Yeah. Yeah. These, it's been a strong rotation of other positions at the first round. I'm now like, I'm scrolling through the eighties now and I still haven't seen it happen. So this would be a first if they did that, but I think it's also very Andy white This is what he would wanted to do in the first place was to make this group strong up front have them run the football, be, do what the, the Eagles are doing, do what the Niners are doing, do what the uh, the, the Lions are doing. That's that, that, line, that Lions offense was not run by Jared Goff. Like he was he was doing really well, but Frank Ragnow, Penny Sewell, that offensive line, they kicked a lot of butt. And that's what kind of everything was built off of. And again, I think that's what Arthur Smith, if you if you hand him, if the Steelers go into next year with a kick kick butt rookie center and two athletic tackles and Broderick Jones and either Fuaga or Guyton or Mims or whoever, and they play and they're playing well. And then all and then what you're having there is the two weaknesses, Dan Moore and Mason Cole in the offensive line are gone and you've replaced them with strengths. That watch out for that group and Najee Harris and Jalen Warren, because that could be that could make give Arthur Smith all the tools that he needs to make that uh, the top rushing offense in the NFL. When Arnie was talking about having confidence and optimism about this team, he said it's because of last year's rookie class, the 2023 rookie class, and his confidence and their ability to repeat that plan. Like that, that's what it's all about, right? If you, if you get the kind of performance the Steelers got out of last year's rookie class in a couple of years in a row, that's that's how you build a dominant team, and and I think he has reason to be confident in those guys they picked last year, and Andy and Omar and that group, their ability to repeat it and do it again. Absolutely, we'll keep an eye on the Senior Bowl and everything's everything there. But we also want to get to our our final grades. We have our receivers' final grades in this upcoming segment. We'll do that here after the break on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host Chris Carter. Stick with us. We'll be right back. But first, I want to remind you, this show is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the number one sportsbook in America. Happy Super Bowl to all those who, who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get $200 back in bonus bets if they win any $5 or more money line bet. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. That's where FanDuel comes in because there's so many ways for you to end your season with a W or two or three. 
That's where you got to join FanDuel right now. They have so many different ways for you to win. And it's not only just betting on who wins Super Bowl 58, but all the different things that can happen in Super Bowl 58. Who's the first player to score a touchdown? Which players score touchdowns throughout the game? How many points are scored? So many things you could do over unders, all the different things you could do. And right now, new customers, if you sign up and join today at FanDuel.com slash locked on, you'll get $200 back in bonus bets if you hit your first bet of $5 or more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Back here in the Lockdown Steelers podcast, Chris Carter, Alan Saunders, breaking it down here. Alan's in Mobile, Alabama right now. We talked about the Senior Bowl. Let's get into the grades portion of this show. Um, so we're doing wide receivers. Full disclosure, I excluded Miles Boykin because I gave him no stars and no skulls throughout the year. He just didn't play enough. I excluded Gunnar Olszewski because I just didn't want to have to just put a simple bus ticket for what he did there in the Browns game. Um you know, but we looked at four wide receivers because, frankly, that's all the Steelers used pretty much most of this this year. Uh, they were tight end heavy. They were running back heavy. So you don't use the receivers as much. So let's get into who those receivers were and how they graded out. Remember, all season long after every single game, we gave them stars and skulls. One to three stars, one to three skulls. Stars are good. Skulls are bad. Uh, and, the, and that led to our accumulating all of these grades. Let's start with Calvin Austin, the guy, the second year guy who got his first real action in the NFL this year. All season long, Alan, I only gave him I only gave him four stars, but no skulls. That's good enough for a C plus in our grading system here. Uh, the way that we do things on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. And listen, this isn't a C plus. Isn't saying that like Calvin Austin didn't do anything else. He just wasn't in a system that was giving him too many other opportunities uh, to make plays. He certainly made some big plays, and I think that he needs to be involved a little bit more. But I think there was some promise shown with him. Maybe there's something that the Steelers could do a little bit more with him with Arthur Smith next year uh, with the big plays offense that he likes to have. Using Calvin Austin's speed could be an asset. Yeah, I just think that, you know, Calvin Austin got an opportunity, right? When Deontay Johnson got hurt and Allen Robinson mm-hmm. moved into the starting lineup outside, saw Calvin Austin in the slot, and it was not very good. And so, you know, I, it's one of those things where it's not bad plays. Like, there's no negative. Right. But there wasn't really maybe as much as I think I would have hoped for, given the amount of playing time that he got in terms of big splash positives. You know, it was just it was just very in the middle. And, you know, for a depth guy, you can deal with in the middle. But I think what this is really envisioned Calvin Austin being is a guy that had maybe a small role in terms of the number of plays he plays and the number of reps he gets but having an outside impact on the game in that small sample and that just really never came through on a regular basis you know it it, it showed up in spurts and i didn't see plus as appropriate grade because it did that i mean the raiders game look i mean huge play um but yeah. there just wasn't enough of that over the course of the season compared Agreed. to i think what his abilities uh suggest should be possible Absolutely. I agree with you there. Moving on to Allen Robinson, the team's number three wide receiver. Same grade. I only gave him four stars in the season. I really didn't give him a skull. There were a couple games where I felt he missed blocks, but he made it up with it in other ways. You know, he didn't do anything really production wise in receivers, but 
there were so many times he would do just enough in the run game to block at the right spot to get in the right the right thing there. And those were the times where I really gave him a star was when he did just the little things here and there. And I, I don't I can't think back to too many times where he was the cost of a reason why they were losing, why they lost a big play. Uh, and that's why I kept him off the skulls. And that's why he gets a C plus with four stars, just like Calvin Austin. I think this is a player where the sort of the method here doesn't necessarily capture the whole picture because it's not necessarily about like individual good or bad plays, but just overall, like when you and I have talked about this offense a lot this year, we talked a ton about their just inability to find easy yards. And like one of the sources of those easy yards needs to be your slot receiver taking advantage of the free release he gets on almost every play to give your quarterback some easy, some bunnies. You know, and I just, they didn't really ever do that. And I, I, so I think like, it's, it's not about like, it's not about bad plays. It's just about a lack of plays for me where the, for a guy who profiles as a possession slot receiver, the ball didn't find Allen Robinson off this year. No, I agree. Which is why again, only four stars. Didn't really give him any skulls here. We had a knock my grading system, by the way, saying it's this isn't the great theory. I just like to look at look into him there. And listen, it's a fun thing here. I'm not trying to say that this is what everyone needs to do. We just do this at the end of games to have fun with it and have and talk more about our evaluations of how the players did. But let's move on. We got George Pickens. Where do you think he is here? I'm gonna I'm, I, before I show it, I want to oh, get your estimations. Man. Did George get a bus ticket? No, he 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 didn't get a bus. He was close. He was close. He had but. A- Three skull game though, right? He did. Maybe. Might have had three skull game. He did. I think George is probably about like about fourteen and eight. Very close. Oh, I got eighteen. Oh, eighteen and six. Okay. Okay. 18 stars, six skulls, good enough for a B plus in how we've, we've graded things here. And the thing was, when I went back throughout the games, yes, there were games that he had bad moments, but there were also plenty of times that he could have had some skull games for, you know, lack of effort here and did, but then he would just make up for it with a ridiculous catch. And either they, that would cancel each other out or be enough for a one star grade. But that was the thing about George Pickens. His playmaking ability just shined so bright for the Steelers that, I, I there were times I couldn't ignore it, and that's why he had so many stars in the season. If he can clean up his game and avoid some of the the mishaps, like the fumble in the in the Bills game, you know the lack of effort in the Colts game, uh, and he cleans things up, man, he he's gonna be a serious seriously serious problem because he'll be so consistent, and that's what will make him really dangerous in the NFL. You know, we talked about how this offense under Arthur Smith is not going to be the sub tempo offense, but man, I think George Pickens has the potential to like, if they ever got the offense around him that was trying to throw the ball 50 times a game and able to like, he'd be ready, scheme it up to get him the, oh my God, like he, like there's, there's not that much separating him from the best receivers in the game um, in terms of ability that he shows on the field on a week to week basis. And so I think the maturity needs to, what did Mike Tomlin say at the end of the season? There's still meat on that bone. I thought that was a, a, a good metaphor, right? Like it's, it's it's still working in progress, but I, I think he showed some growth this year, and I think he's a really talented player, uh, and I think he will uh, have some success in in an Arthur Smith offense, and I'm excited to see it. Last guy here is Deontay Johnson, also a B plus. We gave him 14 skulls or stars, only three skulls, only three skulls in the season, and that was something that I think I was I was kind of thinking like, huh? Then I look back, he only had two drops in the season, Alan. 
Like that was the thing. Like for the, I know he has a reputation of dropping the football and things here and things there. But you know what? In games, there were very few times he cost the Steelers in a big way. And in fact, he came up for them big in several moments. Uh, that's where the fourteen stars came from. If he didn't have to go on injury reserve, this might be a lot higher uh, of a star number. He might have been been in the A range. Uh, Deontay Johnson was really good this year for the Steelers. Almost the entirety of his negativity came on a two-place sequence against the Cincinnati Bengals. He drops the <laughs> yeah. touchdown in the end zone, and then he, then he, you know, is mad and stares off into space when Jalen Warren fumbles. Like outside of those two consecutive plays, Deontay Johnson had like a pretty solid season. He had a fumble. Uh, I guess it was against the Seahawks, right, where he got lucky that uh, yeah. it was ruled out of bounds. Um, but I mean. Man, if, if I can sit here and pick out every negative play from your season uh, on February 1st or January 31st, that, that's a pretty darn good year. <laughs> like, yeah, if, if I can remember them all and pick them all out individually, uh, you, you, you did some good things. Absolutely. And that's one thing I think that goes that goes into this Arthur Smith's challenge. He's got to find a way to get those two involved. He's got to he can't he can't just have them just running running routes for no reason they need the they need the pass the game to build off the run game and vice versa so that these guys these playmakers are put in the situations to be playmakers we'll talk more about that as the offseason rolls on he's alan saunders from steelersnow.com alan let me know can find you follow you and get more of your work and all the things you're doing at the uh senior bowl yeah at a saunders underscore pgh on twitter pgh steelers now sites account steelersnow.com check it out and uh yeah just i mean we got lots of stuff going on about arthur smith about Senior Bowl, about the draft. Uh, me and Nick are down here uh, just trying to get out as much coverage as we can to follow along. Absolutely. Do, they do a great job there at SteelersNow.com. Thanks so much, Alan, for joining us. Thank you all for joining us here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. As always, you can find this show every Monday through Friday on your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoyed. Subscribe to this channel to get all of those daily episodes, including our emergency podcast, likes the one yesterday where I gave my quick response uh, but it was like a 20-minute episode where I just gave my initial thoughts of the hiring of Arthur Smith. You can go get more of those thoughts there. Thanks again for tuning into the Locked On Steelers podcast. Back tomorrow with more on your Pittsburgh Steelers here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. <laughs> 